Welcome to Destination Passport. I'm Keith Bird. I'm Damon Prada. And together we are Bird, Bird Product Travel, Travel Agency. Agency. And this is the only podcast about travel. As always, don't look that up. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning back in yeah. and listening to us again. Yeah, you know... Uh, it's a heavy burden that we must bear, being the only travel podcast, but bear it we do. Bear it we do, and uh, I think I think we give a lot of good advice on this show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm walking down the street, and I get a random person just stop mm-hmm. me and go, you saved my life. Wow, yeah. And I say, wait a minute, are and you And they're that? not even <laughs> talking about when we were emergency room doctor and emergency room nurse. No, 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 no. <laughs> if anything, they'll, I'll, I'll say, wait, were you that boy that I saved from drowning when he was three years old about... Mm, 10 years ago and i'll say no 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 no. 13 year old boy that's stopping you on the street yeah yeah but that's what makes it confusing because it's not it's not that okay the person says uh, this 13 year old boy (laughs) this 13 year old boy says no i listened to your travel tip of the week Mm -hmm. and you're what to watch out for which is different than a tip totally distinct yes he said that not me he said it's definitely different than a tip yeah and those have saved my life multiple times Mm. wow yeah, so many times 13-year-old boys come up to us on the street, say those exact things. And that's what mm, helps us to keep doing it. That's right. <laughs> that's what makes us get up in the morning. It's not yeah. my alarm clock. No. It's not m- my neighbor knocking on my door. It's not the sunlight rippling across my face. No, it's not that cool breeze coming across my nose. <laughs> it's not the tweeting of the birds. <laughs> It's not the uh, angry neighbors yelling at each other Mm. and fighting yet again. No, what gets us up in the morning is knowing that we have to save people's fucking lives with this podcast. With this podcast and what we do. And so we take this very seriously, and uh, we just wanted to mention that. We thought it was important (laughs) that you guys knew we took this seriously. We take it more seriously than anything else, which is why we're doing our season finale just a couple weeks after (laughs) missing multiple episodes. (laughs) Exactly. I wanted to segue to that. We wanted to talk about how important this podcast is, how many (laughs) lives it saves, how it gets us up in the morning, and um, unfortunately... This is going to be the season finale. Yeah, this is this is going to be the last step for a little while. We need to recharge. You know, I think we rushed into it uh, after your perilous um, experience <laughs> being literally kidnapped and held captive. We kind of almost played it for laughs in a way, which in retrospect maybe wasn't the best thing for your mental health especially. No, and my therapist said as much. I mean, they yeah. you know, we basically tried to make a big joke out of it, but that was a traumatic experience for me. I mean, I got yeah. black bagged. I was held hostage yeah. for a while. By a, a murderous man. A murderous man. And, um, and honestly, not to decenter your experience, but it was hard on me too. I mean... I ate so much bread at the Panera. Yeah, which is which was a direct effect. <laughs> yeah, b- because I got kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. I had to be at that Sioux Falls Panera for weeks on end, just eating bread bowl after bread bowl filled with bread because I, I had them hold the broccoli and cheddar. Hold, hold the broccoli and cheddar, put back in the bread. Yeah. Right. But you would still order the broccoli and cheddar bread bowl yes. for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I didn't want to make a big kerfuffle about it, to be honest, mm-hmm. is I felt selfish. And I yeah. knew that I knew that you were going through it as well. <laughs> Thank you. You know what, Damon? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I feel like everyone that's been writing in, like, concerned about Damon, everyone's forgotten about how it affected me. Yeah. You know, having my friend be kidnapped by a murderous man and, when, and held captive. And when they wrote in about that, don't worry, I wrote them back and I told them that. Yeah. I wrote them back Thank and I said, you. don't think about me. Think about <laughs> Keith at this time. Thank you. I'm the one who needs this. I don't think a lot of people can really conceptualize what a million carbs a day is. You know what I mean? The trauma of one million carbs yeah, a day. Yeah, it's such a big number. People just write it off, but that's a yeah. lot. It's that's it's a lot. an insane amount of carbs, almost unrealistic. Almost, but it really happened. Borderline. <laughs> borderline. <laughs> if, it, if it didn't really happen, then it would be unrealistic. Yeah, but, but it, it did. did. So <laughs> it did. What are you gonna do? Um. So yeah, we're gonna take some time to really actually refresh, recharge, relax, reduce, reuse, recycle, all that stuff. We're gonna re anything we can do. Yeah. And um, here's the thing: when you vacation for a job and you help mm-hmm. other people vacation for a job, mm-hmm. it's hard to find time to vacation for yourself. Exactly. And that's what we're looking for. <laughs> and d- ignore the fact that. All of this started when you did go on a vacation for yourself with Jeanette Nuchin, a married woman with a murderous husband. That's a good point. Um, ignore that is what I'm saying. Th- exactly. Yeah. It's a good point, so ignore it. <laughs> 
because it's such a good point and it counters what we've been <laughs> yeah. saying. Ignore It's that. almost too good to be true of a point. Ugh. Yeah. Borderline. So this is our last episode for a little bit. Uh, not too long. We'll come back. We, we're, we're addicted to the travel game. That's so. right. We're addicted to saving 13-year-old boys' lives. <laughs> With our travel podcast. With our travel podcast. That is our biggest demographic. <laughs> 13-year-old males. Yeah. For whatever reason, they just yeah, I don't know. can't get enough. You know, I think the the stereotype is like uh, teenage girls who become obsessed with like Paris, you know, mm-hmm. and going to Paris and stuff. And boys are taught to like be obsessed with like football and, and punching. <laughs> And and they're actively dissuaded against travel. Yeah. Right. When your little boy starts playing with uh uh, uh beaches and beaches. <laughs> instead Those of toy GI beaches. Joe's. <laughs> you know how you got a toy and it's a beach? I've I've heard so many stories from these thirteen year old boys who are like, My daddy saw me uh playing with a G.I. Joe and at first he was happy because I was being tough and manly but then he heard that I was uh, the G.I. Joe was not on a beach to storm it for war but to relax for a vacation he was like men don't relax men don't go on vacation and that's why they seek us out it's kind of a secret thing to them Mm -hmm. which is sad (laughs) in a lot of ways yeah Um, but we're we're glad we can be an outlet for them yeah yeah we explore travel we we are very progressive that's the most important yeah, thing to mention out of this is that we're very progressive. Um, but we do, uh, we would be remiss, even though mm-hmm. this is kind of wrapping up, you know, the season here, we would be remiss without at least recapping our last week's guests yes. and client and friends. So speaking of your traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were past <laughs> Being it. held captive. But last um, week we had a client who was involved. Yeah, and quite literally holding the door shut. Quite, quite literally locking me away, Thurman Carr. Thurman Carr, the muscle baby himself. Um, yep. He, of course, went to Baby Man Land, the brand new amusement park on an unnamed island off the coast of South Carolina. Not Hilton Head, it's unnamed. It's unnamed, and Hilton Head is named, and that's how yeah, you know it wasn't you know. Hilton Head, <laughs> just by simple logic. Yeah. And so he went there, and um, he wrote us a postcard. As most are ought to do. Yeah. And uh, what does it say here? It he says, says um, goo goo gaga. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Usually they say something else. But you know what? Hang on. I know how to speak, baby. Let me translate okay, this sure. for us. It said, what did it say again? It says, goo goo, goo gaga. gaga. Which I think means, I'm, I'm having, having the, the time, time of my life. life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he's having a great time. I think the reason that it's still in baby talk, and we talked about this last mm-hmm. week, is unfortunately... when So when you walk in, you get turned into a baby. Yeah, of course, with very real technology that exists. <laughs> exactly. But then on the way out, guess what? Same very real technology to turn you back into a human adult. <laughs> a human adult, yeah. <laughs> These babies, which we are. <laughs> which we are now. Yeah. And... Um, we it, it kind of broke after we did it last it kind of broke and last time we didn't want to admit it directly to thurman yeah we kind of like danced our way around it maybe a lie by omission but we kind of actively broke it by accident we kind of actively were like well this part kind of sucks <laughs> yeah let's let's keep people babies and we kicked it a bunch yeah we as soon as the, we came out machine because and this certainly didn't help uh, uh you know processing the trauma because we had just freshly right before you went on the vacation with Jeanette we had tried this baby man land vacation that's right so we hadn't you we hadn't quite gotten back all of our adult facilities as far as dealing with trauma processing it properly yep um and when you come out of baby man land go through that machine and come back to being an adult it's so depressing because you're depressed because you're an adult again exactly don't forget human adults yeah human human adults adults again just just like because I think part of why we don't miss being babies now, mm-hmm. uh, just we, the royal we, just adults in general, mm-hmm. is because it was so long ago. You can't really remember what it was like. But when you were just a baby literally 30 seconds ago, oh. and then you become an adult again, you're like, wait a second. This fucking sucks. This sucks shit, yeah. dude. And we were just trying to save people from that trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and so we kicked the shit we kicked out of the, the machine. Shit, yeah, we, we put on some very heavy, hard boots. <laughs> yeah, steel toe even. Steel toe boots. Kick the shit out of the the remaninator. Remaninator. Because <laughs> there's a babinator, and then you go through the remaninator, you become a, hum- a human adult man again. That's right. Is this only for men? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I think. Um, well, we. Oh, okay. So we went through the remaninator. Yeah. 
Um, but then there was also a, a different babinator that was turning you back into a, a female woman. <laughs> yeah. You can go through whichever re-adultinator uh, that you want. Exactly. There's a, a gender-neutral adultinator as well. But exactly. But even though we're progressive, we're very hardline on gender, so <laughs> we went through the We didn't make those machines. <laughs> we didn't make those machines. We didn't gender the machines. They we didn't did. gender them. They did. But anyway. That's part of why we kicked it, because we're so progressive. Exactly. And we kicked all of them, yeah. because we're equal. Equal. We're equality people. Equal rights, equal baby. So, so. <laughs> uh, Thurman is likely still a baby living in, uh, in living in the land and probably still joyous and happy and not having to stress and realize yeah. the burdens of living a life where <laughs> you're kind of conscious of all the problems. I mean, look at him. The, the postcard is actually, it's pretty cool. It's the on-ride photo from Baby Wanna Sucky Sucky. Yeah. The big... Um, Basically, log flume ride where you splash down in a bunch of breast milk and then have to go suck a giant nipple with all the other babies on the ride. <laughs> I, I love, and they get they get the action shot. Really. Oh yeah, they I mean, t- look at him. Mm-hmm. He is overjoyed to finally be a baby again. Yeah, he's recapturing his lost youth from when he was the Gerber protein shake baby. And that's what we wanted to do, and it looks like we accomplished that um, because. It, I don't think he got to live that joyous baby life that we talk about. Yeah. I think he had kind of a depressing, kind of stressful work, bills, you know, baby yeah. life because yeah. he was the Gerber baby. He yeah. was providing for his family. Yeah, he was providing for his mommy and daddy, which mm-hmm. was, of course, his agent and lawyer, <laughs> and madame and doctor, which, of course, was his mommy Parents. and daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. We all remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, feels good. You know, it feels good when we can really radically change someone's life like that exactly and people come to us they're looking for a vacation and we see they're really looking for a radical change mm-hmm. whether they see it or not yeah. and then we radically change them yeah <laughs> which sometimes that means sending them to space never to return sometimes that means sending them to a siberian prison camp if we really don't like them <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that means they turn into a baby for the rest of their lives yeah but if you're interested hey come on down we have a brick and mortar location and yep. that's what we do on this show right <laughs> Right here in town of the town that we live in just come in town and then come to our location and then we'll it's do right it. in town yeah yeah Can't if miss you, it if you're if you're in the town then you'll see us like right in the middle of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're not in the town go a little further until you're in the town yeah and then we're right there and then you'll see us yeah well we like to usually um, check in with each other yeah you know we didn't stop doing that. No, and um, I don't think we should. Yeah, we shouldn't, uh, because, you know, it's really kind of an underappreciated element of this show that not only are we getting to know the clients, but the clients and the listeners are getting mm-hmm. to know us. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think, you know, the reason that we enjoy doing this so much is that, you know, it makes us rich, number one. Yeah, oh, wealthy beyond <laughs> anyone's wildest dreams. Exactly. But then number two, like, you know, we get a lot out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I are famously best friends. And this famously. Is, this is really like a good chance for us to just catch up as well. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I literally haven't spoken to you in hours. <laughs> How have you been? What has been going on? Oh, man. Well, you know, um, I'm trying to get back with your sister, my ex-wife, Jennifer Product, so once knew again. That yes, 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 yes. Um, and as you mentioned last week, she is suing me for HIPAA violations because I did technically disguise myself as her doctor so I could uh, talk to her finally. That's right. Um, I guess she was seeing the doctor because she was still feeling some ill effects from when she was. Um, very tentatively trying to do the human tightrope that her former thruple mates, uh, Greg and Patty from the pet shop, tried to get her to do. She was way too stretched out. For way that. too stretched out. And she knew it wasn't possible. No, she knew. <laughs> she said as much. But she insisted uh, that it was not physically possible, which, you know. To be stretched out between two high risers, just to be clear. Yeah, to yeah. a scale model of the Twin Towers, like <laughs> yeah. Man on Wire. Um, but I guess she did actually try to do it, you know, because she was really invested in this thruple thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one man's failed thruple is another man's uh, attempt to reconnect with his ex-wife who hates him. By <laughs> pretending to be their doctor. By pretending to be, yeah, her doctor. Yep. Um, so we did meet. Um, you talking about court? In court, yeah. <laughs> and, man, it was one of the most romantic lawsuits I've ever been a defendant in. <laughs> and wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because you've I, been in a couple. 
I've been in a couple pretty romantic lawsuits. <laughs> you've been in dozens of lawsuits, but you've been oh, in a couple yeah. just pretty romantic lawsuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, there was the time that um, I was sued for spilling hot coffee on this lady's lap. and um, When you worked at McDonald's, right? When I worked at McDonald's. <laughs> and um, That was a famous one. Yeah, gosh. I mean, that talk about... One of the other ones who got away. The one who got away is still Jennifer. Right. Um, but one of the other ones who got away is just like, you know, I was trying to get her attention, you know? And yeah, I was like, I can't get... If I just hand her this coffee and it doesn't spill on her, she's just going to drive away she's and I'll never see her She's just going to drive again. away. But if it spills, then I have an, oppor- I have an in, yep. you know? <laughs> I have an opportunity to be like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you need... Um, Napkins. You need to go to the emergency room. Stuff like that. You need someone to drive you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you know that ended up, of course, being part of the lawsuit. Is that I also was sued for technically carjacking her (laughs) to try and take her to the hospital. Um, Some threw out the word kidnapping, right? Yeah, some did. The judge especially threw that out, (laughs) like (laughs) threw that word out. The judge was a big fan of that word. Yeah, I mean, it's like I know sometimes you get a word stuck in your head and you can't stop saying it, right? Uh, It must have been one of those things. (laughs) It must have been one of those things. That morning, like you know, her husband just said it in passing or something, and she's like kidnapping. Huh? Huh? Huh. (laughs) That's gonna be stuck in my head all day. Now that you say it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like she, you know, she just loves the sound of her own voice saying, kidnapping, kidnapping. You're a kidnapper. You kidnapped this woman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I have those words too. The other yeah. day, marmalade. I just couldn't get rid of it, <laughs> you know? And uh, But I'm not bringing that up here in court. This is a serious situation. This is a serious situation. Let's stay at the matter at hand, which is that I'm trying to have a romantic connection with this woman that I intentionally still. And how did that case end again? Oh, gosh, you took me for everything I had at the time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but now you're rebuilding your empire. And but now I'm rebuilding okay, my empire. Okay, so you yeah. were in a pretty romantic uh, court setting with my sister, your ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, so I um, I figured out a way to dim the lights in court. Um, the judge and the jury and the gallery, no one really liked that. <laughs> <laughs> I had it all by candlelight. Um <laughs> That's right. Wait a minute. This yeah. was Tuesday around noon? Uh, yeah. You just cut off the power grid to the whole town. I did, That's how you yeah. did it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So when I say that I, I dimmed the lights, <laughs> I cut off the power grid to the whole town. Um, Which, in essence, dimmed the lights in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In so essence, then, it did. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then correct me if I'm wrong, because yeah. um, I, I read the, um, what's what's that called? The stenographer puts together the- Oh, uh, yeah. The court records. The court record. <laughs> I read the court records, and I, I believe after that, you said, don't worry, don't worry, I brought candlelight. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. set up candles. It's literally the only thing we can do. Yeah. And then I sort of, like, when I, when I noticed that nobody was saying, oh, thank God, thank God for Keith, he brought candles, that I kind of, like, nudged the stenographer aside and typed that out, you know, <laughs> right. just made, put that on the record, too. I did read after that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm curious to hear you say that nobody said, oh, thank God Keith is here, because I read that in the court record that's because you wrote that in that's because i wrote that in okay there. yeah just full disclosure i wrote that in the court record cool um and then i got the bailiff involved i bribed the bailiff so that he would dress like a waiter at a fancy restaurant um and so instead of bringing out a bible to swear on he brought out a menu to order from it's <laughs> a big thick yeah. menu and the judge was banging the gavel, and I was like, all right, everyone pretend that's just pots and pans in the back of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you had her uh, like play like she was uh, playing a violin at one point, right? The judge? Yeah, the judge. <laughs> well, I asked, because I was representing myself, of course, because um, I feel like I've been in enough lawsuits at this point. I know the deal. You like, get the I know process. How it goes. Yeah. I get the gist, you know, of, of legal proceedings. Uh, and so I asked the um, uh, judge if I could talk to her at the bench, right? If I could approach the bench, right? That's yeah. the, the terminology. I said, Judge, mayeth I approach thy bench? And she mm. said, Don't talk like that, but yes. <laughs> um, and so I went up to her and was like, Hey, could you do me a quick favor now that the lights are dim and the candles are lit and the bailiff's dressed like a fancy waiter? <laughs> he brought me a menu. <laughs> brought me a menu. I replaced the usual tables that the uh, defendant and affidavit sit at separately, or the plaintiff um, sit at. Se- and I know this. I know all the terminology. Yeah. That's why I'm very successful at representing myself. Yeah. Um, instead, it's one r- like table with a tablecloth on it and uh-huh. the, the uh, vase full of flowers with the candles yep. and all of that. Um, could you real quick, Judge, um, swap out that gavel for a violin? <laughs> Since it's just 
it just happens it just to be so romantic right, in you here. Know, it just do you mind right. just doing that? Yeah. Um, and the judge, uh, well, I kind of had to um, weaken at Bernie's it a little bit. <laughs> The judge wasn't dead, right? No. Or... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the judge said, come see me. She was very, seemed upset that I would even ask that. So she hmm. said, we're going to uh, have a recess. We're going to adjourn and please meet me in my chambers. And that's when I pulled the dead judge out. <laughs> the dead judge. You had a backup dead judge. I had a backup judge. dead judge. Yeah, just in case this very serious judge um, uh, was such a... W- w- I kind of had the sense that she was like a wet blanket, you know. Yeah, so real I was like stickler <laughs> for the law. So I dug up this judge from the 1890s. He's a skeleton, um, and I had him play the violin. Um, Great. <laughs> <laughs> now this is all happening. This is all very romantic. Yeah. What was Jennifer's reaction to this? I'm curious. Was she receptive? Mm. Let's see. Was she receptive? Well, she did try to um, strangle me. <laughs> she was like, well, well na- now there's not a judge here, and the bailiff is a waiter. So <laughs> so he's not a bailiff. I can do this. <laughs> well, that makes me think she was longing for the old days, because correct me if I'm wrong, but she would do that during marriage, right? She would try to strangle you at certain points Yeah, well. she basically did um, Homer Simpson strangling Bart Simpson in early seasons of The, of the Simpsons. Yeah, they did <laughs> stop doing that after a while, didn't they? <laughs> after a little bit, they stopped doing that. <laughs> Um, but she really took a cue from that, and my eyes would bulge out um, very cartoonishly. Comedically, almost, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? I think we did recapture something in That's that moment. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So excited for new possibilities, <laughs> new potentials, you know? New potentials for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you got out of there before the lights came back on, right? Because you were scared about what the real judge would do when she came back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously locked the door behind. I made it seem like I was going to follow her to her chambers, <laughs> yeah, and I locked so the dark. door. It was so yeah. dark. And that was my sort of, like, um, uh, reasonable doubt piece. You know, like, you can reasonably doubt that I <laughs> locked the door because it was so... Well, you know when it's dark and you d- you can't turn the light on and you accidentally lock a door behind someone <laughs> who's yep. expecting you to follow them? <laughs> yeah, That's what happened to me. It's just normal, normal everyday shit. Yeah. It just happened to happen in the courtroom there. Yeah. So. so that's what's up with me. How about you, bud? Well, remind me of uh, where I've been at recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I believe last week you said that you were going to finally reach back out to Cynthia because apparently Jimbo, her young son, that you would become very quickly a father figure for, despite yeah. the fact that he was so um, clingy. S- Clingy, but also standoffish when it comes to simple questions like, who is your favorite animal at the zoo, right? More importantly, yeah. <laughs> because he would pivot. He would pivot to being like, to oh, I, you know, I love you like a father. You're the father figure that I've needed my whole life. Let's talk about this. I feel like this has been an unspoken thing. It's yeah. time to just open up and talk about like, it. Like, this is such an amazing breakthrough for our family. Mm-hmm. This is such a perfect fit. And then you, of course, as anyone would, got so pissed that he wouldn't answer the very simple, basic question of, who is your favorite animal at the zoo? Who was your favorite animal at the zoo? Exactly. Um, So I was. I was interested in reaching back out because I kind of realized that everybody makes mistakes. Wow. Everybody makes mistakes. And I I think I'm open-minded enough to forgive the little guy. Yeah. I don't know (laughs) if you know this or not, but brains aren't fully developed at that age. And that's something I I was reading a book last week about Mm. the the neuroscience of the brain. Yeah. (laughs) The neuroscience of the brain specifically. That's one of the best types of neuroscience, in my opinion. Yeah. Is of the brain. Yeah. My second favorite is of the gut. Mm. You have neurons in your gut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I read in there, you know, how the brains aren't fully developed when they're just little squirts like that. Yeah. Oh, little squirt. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, God. I didn't mean to bring up little squirt like that. Yeah. Do you think that that is um, maybe part of what's made this relationship so hard? Because you wish... You could have little squirt back, who, as far as we know, never emerged from the lake that we accidentally slung shot him into when we were dirty rollerblading together. Well, that's <laughs> that's right, and that's um, the reason I just got so sad when I said little squirt is yeah. like it seemed like it was sad. It was actually a joyful reaction. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. yes, because here's what happened. Oh, I go back to <laughs> Cynthia. 
<laughs> and I say, look, yeah, everybody, everybody does, you know, everybody messes up essentially. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, you're finally ready to apologize. And I said, no, I'm ready for the little guy to apologize to me. <laughs> yeah, right. But I will accept it. Yeah, was basically for being such a quite frankly, little dick about the zoo question. Exactly. And um, so, you know, after a heated argument there... Uh, <laughs> Which you she, also accidentally broadcast on Instagram Live. I did, yeah. yeah. She finally, you know, gave me a chance to give him a chance. And I wow. went in there and I said, look, look, bud, like, I understand that you fucked up. <laughs> and I'm willing to look uh-huh. past that uh, because you have such a small, undeveloped brain. Yeah. Teeny tiny pea brain. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He earnestly looked up at me and he said, I don't have a tiny little pea brain. And then he and then <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, it gets better. He yeah. Pulled off a mask. It was a little squirt. What? <laughs> I thought for sure he was dead at the bottom of that lake. <laughs> I thought so too. We flung him so fast <laughs> when we were rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> Those rollerblades were so heavy. <laughs> Those rollerblades were so heavy. I thought it'd be like his feet were in cement. Yeah. And so I was overjoyed. And I started apologizing. I said, Little Squirt, I'm uh, so sorry that I was so mean to you. Wow. When I thought you were someone else, I thought you were being mean to me. But <laughs> now that I know that it's you, holy shit. Uh, so I asked him, Where what happened? Where yeah. have you been? Because I was thinking the same thing. I thought, dead at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> and he said, No. I'm, I can swim. <laughs> that was his response. I can swim. Wow. And so apparently, yeah, he swam out of there. And he had been looking for us. Wow. For me specifically for quite a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I guess what? This is, this would have been months passed by. Oh, boy. Months and months. Months and months would have passed by without, without finding us. And so <laughs> he finally gave up. And uh, <laughs> until one day, he, uh, he found his inn. Wow. And he thought... He thought, I wouldn't believe it if he just approached me again. I wouldn't believe that he was alive. And I would mm. call the cops and I would say, arrest this imposter. Yeah. So he thought, instead, I would impersonate a little kid <laughs> and live a life as uh, Cynthia's son in order to get back into your life first. And I said, "Wow, you know what? I do prefer this method. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, you have a follow-up question? I, I guess I do. <laughs> I think all the loose threads are tied. <laughs> I think it's was little squirt Jimbo the whole time. <laughs> was Cynthia in on it? <laughs> Wait, say that again. Was was little squirt Jimbo the whole time? Yeah. So Jimbo, like, w- did J- did little squirt <laughs> was he impersonating a real boy named Jimbo? First of all. <laughs> Did you meet Jimbo when Jimbo was Jimbo and not Little Squirt? And then he, without you noticing, swapped out at some point. <laughs> it's that one. It's that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimbo's a real kid. So then did you realize that the Cynthia you were talking to wasn't really Cynthia, but was the, the woman from before <laughs> that acted like she was <laughs> Little Squirt's mom? So for those of you who maybe don't didn't hear listen to those early early episodes oh or maybe God. don't remember that far back, <laughs> Lil Squirt was someone who you very gradually over the course of several weeks uh, realized was not in fact the um, infant son that your former um, mm. fling, your former one night stand, I guess, like uh, broke the news to you that you know she had gotten pregnant, you didn't yeah. know about it, and here's your kid. Turned out that Lil Squirt was actually a, a fully grown, about six foot nine inch tall con man yeah. who very successfully conned you out of a lot of money. Yes, but <laughs> then we became best friends. Yes, Do and then he continued to con that. you out of money even after that. That doesn't mean we weren't <laughs> best friends. Yeah, yeah, those aren't mutually exclusive for sure. So I'm glad you kind of gave that backstory. <laughs> um, there's a there's a lot going on. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot going on in my life because I'm still trying to piece it together <laughs> myself, and I'm I think there's still questions in my head, and yeah. I'm still kind of going like, does this totally make sense? I think it's probably good that we're taking a break <laughs> from the pod so we can sort all this out because you're working through this and the trauma. 
Exactly. And I need a break. I need mm-hmm. a vacation. And I wish I had somebody to go to. Uh, uh, but there's no one. There's, there's no, no one better than wait us. Wait a minute. <gasps> there's us. Oh, yeah. Why don't we plan it for ourselves? Sure. <laughs> okay. So I think we're going to do that. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to take a break after this episode. But I think we're going to take a quick, short little break right quick now. Point. Because we do want to do something very special. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have 13-year-old boys coming up to us <laughs> on the street and saying, you saved our lives. We have people of all ages and sizes coming up to us and saying, I have a travel question that you... And I'm not mad at you for this, but you haven't covered on the podcast yet. Mm-hmm. And they say, and we're not mad at you. Yeah. Um, and will you answer that for me? And we are going to do that today. Yes, we are going to do that today right after this break. So stay tuned for more Destination Passport. Passport. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we really need this break. <laughs> more than ever. Welcome back to Destination Passport. Passport. Uh, all right, let's get to it. We don't have a client this week. No. And it's not that we don't have people wanting to be our client. No, 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 no. We have a backlog. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not that it's really hard to get clients scheduled sometimes. <laughs> That's not we it. We have a backlog. We have a backlog. And we're telling them <laughs> we need a break. Yeah, we need a break. We need to do self-care. Yeah. Um. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of self-care? Ever heard of mental health? Ever heard of mental health self-care? Ever heard of... Uh, all right, let's go to the questions. Yeah, let's go to the questions. <laughs> so we have some questions from listeners, um, and we're very excited to answer some of them for you. Can't can't, can't wait. We I can't mean, I'm going to change lives today, and I we love that. We can't wait. Mm. Um, so, all right, so let's take a look at our first question. Um, Robert from Westchester, Ohio, says, uh, asks, there's been times where the customer has chosen Keith's vacation, they've sometimes chosen Damon's vacation, and sometimes they choose both vacations. What would you do if they said no to both ideas? Mm. We never we never wanted to have to talk about this. Yeah. Because we do have a contingency plan in place yeah. for this. It's basically you know, break glass and emergency kind of Exactly. Thing, we yeah. have we have one. We have something. Uh, <laughs> we have a glass. We have a glass case, case yeah. um, and it says break if they uh, don't. If they, they say no, no to, to both. both ideas, yeah. Um, th- thankfully, that is not broken. Yeah. But we can disclose because you asked. Because you asked. What is behind that glass? Yes. What would happen if we punch that open mm-hmm. inside? And that's what we have to do. We have to <clears throat> punch with our bare fists. There's no other way to break that type of glass. We had that glass custom yeah. made. We said, is there a type of glass that you can only break with a closed fist? And not with just one. Like It's like how you have to turn both keys on the nuclear submarine at the same time. Yep. We have to, from, from I'm on the right side, you're on the left side, we each punch at the exact same time yep. on both sides of the glass case. That's the only way it'll shatter. With That's our the bare only fist. way it's going to shatter with our bare fist. And then inside is... A fire extinguisher. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is just kind of a typical, like, break in case there's a fire sort of situation. Yeah. If you if you were to come to a brick-and-mortar travel agency shop, you would not even think anything of it because it's clearly, yeah, seemingly just the standard yeah. <laughs> fire extinguisher in the glass case break in case of emergency. Yeah. But it's not that. It's not that because legally you should have that in yeah. there. <laughs> But what's inside? And that's what we tell the fire code people. <laughs> exactly. They say, "Is that a fire extinguisher in there?" And we We're say, like, "Yep, yep." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't ask any more questions. And then we then we look around. <laughs> so, uh, what are you guys doing after this? <laughs> and they say, "Well, we have to test it out. Like, we have to actually spray it." We say, "Well, I don't know. Unless you guys want to grab lunch." <laughs> and then they're like, "No, it's 10 a.m." <laughs> Honestly, I intermittent fast. I haven't and even had breakfast yeah. yet. So then that's when one of us says we have to go to the bathroom, and then we start a, f- a fire across town <laughs> <laughs> that they have to go respond to. Immediately. And they said, we'll be back for this. And we said, probably not. Uh, anyway. It's a big fire. <laughs> it's a really big fire. We made sure of it. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so it, if you pull that out and yeah. you start to spray it, what comes out? Not fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> not fire extinguishant, I think is what it's extinguishant. called. Extinguishant. Sorry. That sounded so <laughs> dumb of me. It's not fire extinguishing it. It's silly string. Mm-hmm. And we spray it up into the air. It's like one big thick one, though. You know how like a, a yeah. silly string uh, nozzle is pretty thin? Well, technically, this is serious string. That's true. Exactly. I, silly string <laughs> is when it's small. Ours is serious <laughs> string. And it's a big thick one. It's like the size of a pool noodle. Yeah. It's basically just spraying out a, a whole pool noodle. <laughs> and then what do we do with the pool noodle, Damon? Well, we start beating them over the head with it, our client. <laughs> we start beating them over yeah. the head with it, and we say, bad, 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 bad. 
you need to learn. Bad, bad, bad. We're like rubbing their nose in the offer that we laid in front of them. Yeah. Right? Like it's a dog who shit the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, bad, Which, bad. Yeah. And, and we kind of took inspiration from all the hundreds of dogs that you still have at your apartment. Yeah. Your studio that you knocked all the walls out of. <laughs> that's that's the, the technique I use to punish them. And they're, yeah. s- they're still around. They're still around. <laughs> that's my measure of success. They're still around. Only some of them have chosen to jump out of your <laughs> apartment building. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's more of a space thing. I think that's yeah. more of a, like, I physically can't fit in here yeah. anymore sort of thing. Yeah. And they just get kind of whoop. Yeah. So that's what we would do, Robert. You know, that's it's never happened. It probably never will happen. But if it does, if it does in a future episode (laughs) happen, we will do that exact thing that we just described (laughs) on the air. Exactly. Just wait for that. Um, (laughs) But it probably won't happen because we're pretty good at our job. We're kind of the best and only good travel agents ever. (laughs) It's kind of funny when we were even putting that in. We were like, do we even need this? Yeah. Do we even need this? But then we decided fire code reasons. We should have that. And so we replaced the real fire extinguisher with that because there's only so much space in here it's brick and mortar exactly it's limited by you know physical space (laughs) yeah our location is limited by uh the physics of reality (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately and there's just no way around that yeah all right well robert from westchester ohio has another question Mm, okay uh keith seems to be having a tough time convincing his ex-wife that they should get back together i haven't noticed that Hmm, uh what would be the perfect vacation for her to go on that would transform her indifference and overall bleh feeling towards keith don't know what that means into love and passion wow so this is sort of a hypothetical right yeah this is (laughs) an interesting yeah if hypothetically if hypothetically jennifer weren't a hundred percent on board with me reconnecting, rekindling our romance that definitely existed in the first place. Like, if that... Yeah. If that were the case, as I think what Robert meant to ask... Yeah. Um, if you were struggling to get Jennifer back and weren't instead just playing, like, that classic romantic, like... Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? Hard to get, cat and mouse. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, that classic uh, romantic tale of the man who... Um, completely breaks all convention uh, and protocol and every mm-hmm. every norm that you could possibly have in uh, the court of law yep. uh, to stage a romantic dinner with your ex-wife, like that classic story. Um, if that weren't happening and, and if it were instead me being desperate and pathetic um, for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, <laughs> what would we do? I'm glad to go into that hypothetical. Yeah. I can put myself there mentally. So yes. let's plan that vacation package for you. Let's do it. Do you know which one I'm th- immediately thinking of? Uh, the yeah. Nathan Fielder experience, <laughs> where we reenact our family vacation. Yes. Where we met and you guys kind of kept bonding further and further. Yeah. And then further, we reenact. And again, we'll get into the reenactment details in a second. Yeah. But that magical plane ride where you guys, for the first <laughs> and only time, arguably had sex. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. If we could have Nathan Fielder uh, meticulously recreate both the the house in Austria that we stayed in yes. on that trip. And the bunk beds that we slept in. <laughs> uh, and the plane that I had that so sexy sex with. <laughs> I had that such sex there. I had that such being having sex with her. <laughs> On that plane, for sure. In the bathroom. In the bathroom, which is the most romantic place. An air- of an airplane. <laughs> most romantic place of an airplane and to just make whoopee in general, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's great because, you know, we've gotten some pushback on this, some some criticism about how many of our quote-unquote vacation packages are just literally casting our client in a TV show or movie or taking some established TV show or movie premise and making them have to play that out in real life. But this is different. This is different. Because this TV show that we're pulling from is kind of meta in and of itself. Yeah. And so that's kind of different. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we take a little bit of a twist on it, right? Mm-hmm. We make her think that she is, like, reliving her life. Yes. We make her think, like, wait, did I step back uh, X number of years? <laughs> uh, and so mentally she's going to be kind of like, what's happening here? I'm yeah. Okay, I'm open to new things. Yeah. I'm open to stepping out of this, like, will they, won't they sort of thing. Yeah. And stepping into a possible relationship. <laughs> I, I think definitely um, the difference between this and the actual Nathan Fielder rehearsal thing uh, show is that ours would be way more unethical and way less aware of. Yeah. 
aware can, of that fact. And a lot of people thought that couldn't happen. <laughs> a lot of people argued already, like, this is quite unethical. Like, should you even be doing this, right? Yeah. Um, but we're, I, I think we're taking that and we're running with it. Yeah. We're taking that and we're running with it. And we're saying, like, I think we could go further. Yeah. And so that, that would involve, like, we have established on the show, we've talked about it a lot, that we trained under directly under Christopher Nolan in the art of Inception. Yeah. So we'd use some of that technology, you know, combine that with, uh, the existing TV show premise, yeah, and and kind of put that in a pot with our like travel mm. expertise, mix it all together. Something smells good. Mm. It smells like rekindling a romance. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> and I think that that would kind of by the time we like had her realize at the end of it, like, oh, that was you know us kind of doing a Nathan Fielder experience with you. Yeah. Congratulations, you just went on a vacation. <laughs> Um, and you were completely unaware of the it. The best vacations are when you're unaware, disoriented, um, probably like panicking at various points because you have no idea what's going on. You're yeah. kind of untethered from all sense of reality. Um, and then you are told uh, after the fact that it was a vacation. Those are the best vacations of all. Well, th- th- I mean, that's another thing. Like when you kind of plan your own vacation, you're not pushing your boundaries of your own comfort zone. Yeah. And this does that. Right. Yeah. What does mm-hmm. that more than this? I mean, you could argue that me being black bagged, then that would be a positive experience <laughs> in light of this, right? But, but you know what? Tom Nuchin isn't a travel agent. Egg, and that's the only that's reason the only that I reason. didn't enjoy it. <laughs> if Tom Nugent was a travel agent, I would have thought, what a nice vacation in retrospect. In retrospect. In yeah. retrospect. At the time, still miserable. Yeah. Um, but I think that's how Jennifer would would mm-hmm. uh, look at that. And yeah. so, I mean, that's a really good question. So thank you for Really for good question. Really cool thought exercise, right? Because it's in no way the premise does not in any way resemble real life for me. No. You know? No. And I'm it's, effortlessly it's um, winning my ex-wife back. I yeah. think it's pretty clear to anyone who's listening. But a really fun thought exercise. Really cool, creative. Like yeah. we don't get to be creative like that all the time. It makes you us know? kind of stretch our the bounds of our imagination to think like, <laughs> whoa, that doesn't even seem within the realm of possibility. But what if that was the <laughs> yeah, situation? Yeah, what if that, that was the situation? Jennifer actively hated you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for those questions, Robert. Uh, we got we got some more. What's we up got next? More. We actually got so many responses got so many questions here in the old mailbag so uh, let's go through them meg from georgia writes top travel item now there's no mm, question mark. I, that's what i was thrown <laughs> off by i thought this i thought these were going to be questions um i guess we could spice that up for her and turn it into a question yeah so let's put her. a question mark there at the end just so that we can have something to respond to yeah, yeah. exactly or else we would just say that and move on yeah or else we'd be like agreed so let's 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 do what's needed to turn that into a question. Yeah, okay. Let's so put I'm a question gonna, mark yeah. at the end of that. All right. So I'm okay. Now try that okay, again. Great. <clears throat> Top travel item. A great question. Oh yeah, great wow. question, Meg. <laughs> and I'm so glad you asked this because we don't get to talk about this enough. Because one of the advantages to working with us is that we customize our packages mm-hmm. to the individual that we're working with yeah. so much yeah. that we don't really get to generally say like, okay, across the board though, what is the top travel item? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so to me, the top travel and item... And we do each have our own. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the top travel item, and most people think of this as a nuisance, right? They think of this as something they have to have because it's like these arbitrary rules set forth by the federal government, the TSA. Mm, I know um, where you're going. But to me, my top travel item is that baggie that you put the little bottles of liquid in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are nice. I mean, just think of the, how aesthetically pleasing a little baggie is. And ergonomical. It's very easy to travel with. So easy. So, I mean, I mean, you could throw it in your pocket. You could throw it in your book bag. Yeah. You could just hold onto it and kind of shake it the whole time. I mean, it's why I always travel in cargo shorts. Because I can stick the baggie of yep. the little bottles of liquid. And it's so fun to have to buy a different size of bottle, you know? Yeah. Like, I love having to buy an empty, tiny little bottle for $2 or whatever at Walgreens. Uh, and then have to go through the ordeal of filling that up with my very specific shampoo for my extremely bad psoriasis. Uh, and fill that up, right? Yeah, like, which is why you have to travel with it. I mean, you can't find that shampoo anywhere. No, it's, yeah. it's prescription. <laughs> um, and so I like to think of it as like, I kind of think of myself as like a mad scientist, right? 
I'm like coming up with my yeah. little concoctions yeah. and like the the big shampoo bottle and the little travel shampoo bottle are like my beakers. You yeah, know? you feel like a chemist. I feel like a bit of a chemist. Yeah, you know, by uh, taking one liquid in one bottle and pouring it into a different bottle <laughs> of a different size. Yeah, not combining liquids in any no, way. No, no, not coming up with anything not, not new. Not any or sort novel. of reaction or any. But it feel it's the, oh. it's the it's the same like move, physical action like movements. Right? Chemists definitely do some of those same motions. <laughs> So I totally get that. And yeah. I think the same thing. I think, wow, if I was combining multiple into this, like how cool yeah. would that fucking be? Yeah. Or sometimes I think I'm a, I'm a witch, you know? Making a little brew. Making a little brew. Mm-hmm. Like boil, toil, boil, toil, and doil. <laughs> boil, toil, boil, toil, boil, toil, and doil. And like, ooh, I've got um, some like newt's blood and I've got, and I'm mixing it with yeah. my prescription psoriasis shampoo. <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna bring a newt to life, and they're gonna be really hairy. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not gonna have psoriasis. They're not gonna. They're gonna have perfect skin. Perfect skin. Perfect human skin on this newt. <laughs> on this little newt. And you know, honestly, sometimes I have go a little bit further, and I get a bunch of dry ice just to have the effect. Mm. And I have a big cauldron. Mm. You know, <laughs> I put the dry ice in a cauldron, and then I just pour the the sh- the prescription shampoo into the tiny shampoo bottle, which is sitting just in the bottom it. of the. Co- oh yeah, yeah, in the just middle of the cauldron. Just over it. Yeah. Um. So God. that's my top travel item because it's so much fun. Yeah. And I don't get people who say that it's a nuisance and that it's unnecessary and that it's stupid and that just pretty much every. I see all the limitations that the TSA put on us. As challenges. An opportunity, as challenges, mm. as opportunities for creative problem solving, creative growth, yeah. having fun. Exactly. You need boundaries. You need boundaries. Right? Yeah. That's what helps. That's what I've learned <laughs> from my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need boundaries. Fantastic. How I about you? What's your top travel item question mark? My top travel item question mark would probably be, um, and by probably, I mean for sure, definitely 100% be those neck pillows. Mm. Because here's the thing. I travel with mine everywhere I go, right? And here's a little tip. If you don't do this already, if you have a backpack on, you can clip it around your backpack and it just kind of hangs there. Mm -hmm. But then here's the real secret. Never use it. Wow. Never use the neck pillow. That's what I always do. (laughs) I bring it everywhere. I I start to put it on when I'm sitting in an airplane and then I go, this isn't very fucking comfortable. Yeah. And then I take it back (laughs) off and then I say, I'm never bringing this again, but then I always do. You got to, you know? And so it's kind of like a sentimental thing to me now. Yeah. It's just like my favorite thing. Mm. And then also when I'm walking, it just feels kind of cool. Like similar to the chemist thing. I feel like a cowboy with like a gun to the side. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's why you announce it to everyone on the plane. You say, howdy partners. I got a gun here. Hey, howdy partner. Hey, no funny business or else you know what'll happen. Yeah. I have a gun. I have a gun. <laughs> and they go, holy shit. Um, and, and, and one time, mm. it was a Secret Service agent. You know how, yeah. uh, what, what are they called? Are they U.S. Air Marshals. U.S. Air Marshal. Yeah. Um, and he said, I got you, motherfucker. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. It's just a fun little thing. I'm just thing. playing pretend, partner. This is a pillow, partner. This is a pillow, partner. I'm playing pretend with my pillow, partner. Partner. And then I... This pillow ain't a pistol. I'm playing pretend, partner. Patooey. And then it does bouncing yeah, around the like, inside cabin of the airplane. Which you imagine to be a saloon. Exactly. Yeah. And then it ends up hitting him right in the forehead and he passes out and then I'm <laughs> scot-free. Then you're scot-free. Then you can do whatever you want for the whole flight. Yep, you know? exactly. I can continue walking down like I'm about to draw for a duel. Yes. Yep. <laughs> with it hanging by my side. It's always high noon somewhere when you're on an airplane, <laughs> exactly. you know? It's always um, high noon somewhere. But yeah, and you know what? Those of you out there, you, I think, again, this is something that a lot of people seem to think is a negative, mm-hmm. but I think it's a positive. Packing things that take up valuable space that, that make you it won't hard, technically use. That you aren't actually... You know, so like, what I love to do is I love to pack my running shoes because I'm like, I'm definitely going to go on a run when Same I'm wherever thing. I am, you know? Same thing. And I never do. But I love packing the running shoes, even with the full knowledge and a forethought that I'm not going to use in that's taking up space that I could use for stuff that I am going to end up needing, definitely. Absolutely. Same thing. On that category, books. Yep. I bring books. Backpack full of them. A whole Heavy. Heavy. One of your carry-ons is just all books. I'll probably read five or six books on this trip. Yeah. I say to myself, I'll probably read five or six books. Yeah. Don't open one of them. Yeah. I won't get maybe two pages in. 
get bored and tired and start playing a game on my phone the entire rest of the flight. That's not going to happen. But then feel sort of accomplished and kind of <laughs> mentally feel like I kind of read a book because I <laughs> opened it and thought, oh, people look at me and think of me as a reader now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's sort of the tip within the tip is like mm-hmm. just. And by tip within the tip, you mean answer within the answer? Answer within the answer. <laughs> <laughs> tip within the answer? I don't know. But uh, definitely bring books, even if you have no intention of reading them at all, because what is a flight but an opportunity to impress about five or six strangers in oh your immediate vicinity who will never think about you again? That's all I ever think about when I'm yeah. planning for a flight. And that's part of the side pillow thing, yeah. right? I mean, how cool do I look, right? When I'm walking, <laughs> like looking having like Having it holstered about like a pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a giant, fluffy. Squishy pistol. (laughs) And so when packing, and especially when packing books, think about the books that you're packing very carefully and how you want to portray yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you want to look intelligent, but you also want to look like quirky as well. You don't want to just open a book that says neuroscience on the brain. And and uh, neuroscience on the brain and everything about yeah. the brain and neuroscience and the connection between the yeah. two. Yeah, you don't want to just open that and then everybody's like, "Oh wow, he's really intelligent." But I wonder if he's just a dork. Yeah, if he's just a nerdy dork that I couldn't even have a beer with and have fun with. <laughs> so then you open your other book that 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 is titled "I, I Drink Beer and I Know How to Have Fun." <laughs> yeah, I I have a similar book called "Whoever Reads This Book, So Good at Beers." <laughs> So that, that's, and that's, that's why, why I, you want to bring yeah. multiple books because, again, depending on who's sitting around you, you don't you you, know, you want to figure out like how to impress them, what sort yeah. of personality you want to give off to them. Yeah, and I don't open up and pretend to read my So Good at Beers book until after I've opened up the extremely valuable first edition Moby Dick. Yes. That yes. is just like 150 years old or whatever. Yep. And it, again, first edition. This is back when like it, it wasn't well received by contemporary critics. No. Uh, and by you know, I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this first edition Moby Dick just so I can open it. I'm never gonna read this fucking book about a goddamn whale. Uh, yeah. What what even happens in there? A whale like I think co- I think a whale tries to drink a beer. Maybe I'm mixing <laughs> it up with the second book that I like to read. <clears throat> Probably. And, and and because a lot of people wouldn't look at that and immediately know you labeled it as such, right? You put a big label maker on the front. <laughs> yeah. So I ruined this first edition copy of Moby Dick with. <laughs> A really cheap label maker uh, (laughs) that I made sure to put, like, first edition Moby Dick, you know that smart book for smart people like me, by Herman Melville, who was also smart. Uh, And then I thumbed through that. uh, I've perfected the look of making it seem like I am and can read. Uh, And then I put it aside and pick up my book about how good I am at beers. Uh, and you don't know how many friendships that I've started, you know? Like I certainly don't know how many <laughs> friendships you've started. 157 friendships have started And we started keep from tallies this. of this. We yeah. keep tallies of this. So How many friendships have you started with your With combo? my books, 158. Wow. So I got some catching up you to do. you got a little bit, literally <laughs> just one, but yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Meg. Hope that helps. Yeah. So make sure you bring those. And, and I know we didn't immediately respond with this, but definitely follow the book strategy. I think yeah. that's a good strategy. I think that's a good I think we landed on it <laughs> <laughs> we landed on what the ultimate answer is yeah yeah okay so now we have another question this is from julie from tulsa uh julie writes i don't have any money but i love luxury where should i go don't have any money but so love it sounds luxury. like yeah so it sounds like literally zero dollars to her name but she really wants a luxury vacation mm. now this is something that you know as we've said many times on the show, we get insanely filthy rich from this, and we mm-hmm. charge a whole lot of money, an extreme premium, to have this personalized, tailored service. Yeah. Well, um, when you when you're when you're the best at what you do, and you're the only travel podcast like yeah. in the world, yeah, <laughs> you you can charge this kind of penny. Yeah, you can charge this kind of penny mm-hmm. and that kind of dime, baby. And those kinds of nickels. And one might argue that if we give away the secret to a luxury vacation for free, we're undercutting our own business model. But you know what? We consider ourselves to be not just travel agents and not just podcasters and not just travel podcasters. Mm. We consider ourselves to be servants of the people. Servants of the people, first and foremost, that is what we view ourselves as. And so... We're gonna give this away, mm-hmm. and we're not even gonna have you like enter an email to get this in a free ebook. Yeah, right. We're not gonna do that slimy shit where it's like, yeah, you're getting something free, but then I'm gonna like hound you yeah. until the, the like the end of your life <laughs> over email, right? And try and <laughs> right. sell you on a bunch of different shit. Right. We're yeah. not gonna do we're that because we do don't that. even have a website. Yeah, we, we don't have. A literally, website. wouldn't even know how to do that. We have no idea. We refuse. Yeah, and we refuse to learn. 
But so you want to you want a luxurious vacation on 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 zero dollars. Mm-hmm. First thing you're going to want to do is extreme makeover your house. <laughs> Because what we're going to do is upgrade your home Mm -hmm. to your own private villa. Yeah. You don't have to leave, but mentally you will have left to a whole new space. Yes. And now I know you're thinking, home renovations, makeovers. That sounds even more expensive than traveling. (laughs) That sounds more expensive than a vacation. Not the way we do it. No, let let us tell you about a little guy from the 1890s named H.H. Holmes. Yep. He's well known as one of the first uh, serial killers on record in America. Yep. And when he was building his secret death dungeons uh, in Chicago around the time of the World's Fair, he did a pretty clever thing where he would hire workers to work on different parts. They had no idea what the whole thing that they were working on was. They had him work on distinct different parts of his murder dungeons and then fire them for various bullshit reasons before having to pay them. And he just cycled through just a churn of all these unpaid laborers Mm -hmm. that had no idea that they were taking part in building, again, a murder dungeon. Mm -hmm. And do we advise building a murder dungeon? Of course not. No. We would hate for someone to take that away from this bit of advice. Yeah. What we want you to take away is not paying people for their labor. Yes, the way in which he did it. There's a strategy behind that, right? Yeah. So uh, let's let's say you've got a guest bed Bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. Boom. Let's knock that down and turn it into a pool. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. what do you do? You hire one guy who's really good at knocking down guest bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And then uh, about I'd say three quarters of the way through the job. Yeah. You uh you you th- you find cocaine on him, aka you you throw cocaine at the bottom of his feet and you say, What the hell is yeah. this? Yeah. And he says, I don't fucking know. And you say, You're fired, mister. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that. that. And then what's great about that is you can just pick up that little baggie of cocaine and reuse it on everyone. Exactly, because they will never pick up the cocaine. Yeah. We found this to be true. Yeah. And then what do you have? You only have a quarter left of your, your tearing down to go. Once that's finished, you hire a guy who's great at indoor pools <laughs> the size of a guest bedroom. <laughs> and then you find one of your indoor guest bedroom size pool specialists. Yeah. From your local area. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing, but there's plenty of techniques. It doesn't have to be cocaine. Yeah. You could fire people for a lot of different reasons. Oh, yeah. Malpractice? Malpractice. You could say, hey, you did surgery on me. <laughs> and you didn't do a good job. And you didn't do a good job. That's malpractice. You're fired. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you fucking insane? <laughs> they might say. But the burden of, proof, burden of proof was on them to prove that they didn't do bad surgery on you exactly and who wants to go through all that yeah no one literally no one nobody, nobody wants to go through all that the court system and blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. all for what five ten thousand dollar gig yeah five ten thousand dollars maybe fifteen <laughs> twenty thousand dollars twenty five i don't know, know damages emotional exploitation stuff like that no one wants to go through that no so by the end of it, you're going to have your own luxury villa, and mm-hmm. guess what you paid for it? Maybe a little bit of cocaine, and that's it. <laughs> Whatever money it costs to get the cocaine, But if you already all. have cocaine on you, totally free. Totally free. It's a and totally honestly, free vacation. doesn't even have to be real cocaine. Baking soda? You know, that's a good point, but I personally, I would recommend it as real cocaine. It does help in case they're like, that's definitely not cocaine, that's baking soda. And then they try it out. And then they try it out, and they're like, yep, that's for sure baking soda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If that happened, but if you do real cocaine, guess what? They're so high off their assholes mm-hmm. when they do that, then they're even l- less likely yeah. to argue it for sure because they're high. Because they're high, and you do crazy things when you're high on drugs, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> especially cocaine. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that answers your question, Julie. Um, basically, sure what we're saying is like if you don't have any money. Um, just make your house a live long, lifelong vacation home. Exactly through free labor. Through free uh, labor. Through, I won't say exploitative. I'll say clever. Clever. Con- yeah. H H home style cleverness. Yeah. <laughs> Look again. We don't condone what he did. Just how he did it, baby. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, now we have one more question. Uh, This is from Jessica from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Um, Jessica writes, I'd like to travel by rail inside the Denver airport, but there are only a few stops. What's beyond terminals A, B, and C? Do they have a sleeping car? Now, this is a great question. This is actually a really good question because not a lot of people know about the sleeping cars in the Denver terminal (laughs) airport. Yeah. 
Um, and so A, B, and C, that, that's correct. Those are the ones that are visible to the public. Mm-hmm. They have A, B, and C stops. But as a lot of people will know, there's rumors of some secret stuff going on yeah. in the Denver airport, especially underground. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ride all the way to C, um, a lot of times, well, every time, everyone empties off. Yeah. Right? Stay on. Mm-hmm. And immediately, Men in Black style, you will get dropped down into the secret underground layers where, indeed, they do have aliens. Yeah. Yeah. There's an entire alien society underneath the Denver airport. And, you know, I can't believe we've never offered it as a package because we've gone there mm-hmm. and it is so lovely. It's nice. Yeah. It's just a nice spot to vacation, kind of get away literally from your society and like humanity Mm -hmm. and the way that our culture exists. Yeah. Cause they do things a little differently down there. Right. Yeah. Like, um, like they only eat two meals a day instead of like the three (laughs) that we would typically do. Yeah. Um, they, they'll sleep instead of like suggesting seven to nine hours per night, they do something funky. Like I think like eight to 10. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it might be a little jarring at first. It might be a little bit jarring at first. I mean, these aliens, you know, like, it takes a while to get used to them. They're so weird, you know? like so bizarre. Like, instead of drinking water, they drink a a little bit more water than than we do. (laughs) Yeah, instead of, like, I think, what, like a half to a gallon per day that they recommend, they drink, like, a gallon plus sometimes. Yeah, sometimes over a gallon. Yeah. So, like, roughly about as much as we're supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But sometimes more. It's really weird that they drink the recommended amount that humans should drink, but we just never hit it. Yeah. They're just a lot better about it. They all are carrying water bottles, you know? Yep. Um, Let's see. What else is different about the alien, secret alien society under the Denver airport? It's so freaking weird at first. It's so freaking bizarre. You go down there, and if, if people bump into you, instead of saying, like, oh, I'm so sorry, excuse me, they'll be like, Ah, uh, my bad. Yeah. Oh. And at first, I was like, the first time that happened, I was like, huh? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Like, this is so yeah. alien to me. But that's yeah. when it hit me. Like, it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's like a complete alien society. And you know how like humans generally have two eyes? Yeah. These aliens also have two eyes, but sometimes they wear things on their faces that help their sight. You know? Yeah. They help improve their vision. Yeah. 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 So it's almost like they have four eyes. You know, I'm <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm starting to wonder if um I'm starting to wonder if those are just humans and those mm. are just the people that, that work at the airport. Yeah. And they just live down there. <laughs> Cause now that we're saying all these out loud, I'm kinda thinking like mm. those aren't that weird. Yeah. I was gonna say another weird thing about these <laughs> aliens is that they all dress exactly like employees at the airport. Which would be super weird for the aliens to do. I mean, that's why I thought they must be aliens. Yeah, because it's an alien thing to do. Something aliens would do is dress like. But maybe they are just the employees Hmm. at the airport. Um, And you know what? Now that I think of it, maybe they're not actually living underground. Maybe. So when we talk about doing the Men in Black style thing, what we do is we shine an insanely bright light in our eyes, thinking that that's going to basically achieve the same effect. And so we're pretty blind for a little bit. We feel ourselves moving through space and time. And then when we finally regain our vision, uh, it's these weird two and sometimes four-eyed aliens dressed exactly like airport employees who look at us and say, you seem dazed. Are you okay? Do you need help getting where you need to go? Yeah, the terminal's this way. Yeah. Do you need do you need <laughs> assistance? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Well, now I'm starting to wonder that as well. Yeah. So I guess going back to the question, <laughs> um, I guess the answer would be men in black yourself. Yeah, I think shine a really bright shine light. Shine a really in bright light eyes. in your own eyes, and you will have an experience. Yeah, you'll have some sort of experience. <laughs> and you'll wander around and w- regard look. Honestly, I don't think it even matters. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Does it matter if they're aliens or not? No. That's all in our minds. It's all in our minds. So if you can just convince the experience yourself... The experience. If you can just convince yourself that you've actually found some sort of secret passageway to a secret underground alien civilization beneath the Denver airport, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. And honestly, I'm still leaning towards it is real. <laughs> Me, too. I'm just saying, now that I think about it, that might not yeah. be... 
But that's I'm still also leaning. Yeah, I think they're aliens. There's a very slight sure. chance that those are just. But my actual. mind just opened to the fact that there's a slight yeah. chance that they're not. And honestly, that's the whole point to open your mind. That's what travel is supposed to do. You know. What a great fucking summary. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> because I think that that's really the point here. And so at the end of the day, if you as long as you open your mind, you've traveled. Yeah. As well, far as I'm concerned. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that can even answer Julie's question from before. Maybe you don't have to <laughs> use a serial killer's tactic to have a luxury villa built for you for free. Maybe you can just open your mind. Open your mind a little bit. Open your third eye. Open your third eye to Decalcify luxury. your pineal gland and open your third eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Activate the neurons in your gut and have them open your third eye. Yeah. Have them do it for you since they're there and they're connected to it. Yeah. All. They're there. What else are they doing? Yeah. Just eating food. Are they just stealing your food? Yeah, that's, that's what it seems good question. like. question, yeah. Huh. Wait. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put these little thieves to work. <laughs> yeah. Do something else other than eat my food for me. Mm-hmm. Well, was that it? I mean, yeah. how are we doing? Uh, other questions? I think that's it. That's all the, all the questions oh, we, we have time, time for, for because we have a hard deadline for ourselves to start the work of self-care. That's right. I have to start loving myself. I have, have to start telling to. myself that because I always forget to tell myself that. And that's one of the biggest problems. Yeah. I'm like, you have to start loving yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't tell myself that enough. I don't tell myself that enough either. And I don't center myself enough. Mm. I'm not. I need to work on being more self-centered, you know? Yeah, I think that's where we've been lacking as well. <laughs> we need to find our center through ourself and end up yeah. being way more self-centered by the end of this. Yes, that is our goal. But but you have to do the work yourself. You have to do the work yourself in order to self-center. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a number of weeks off. Um, honestly, we're leaving it a little bit open. It might be a couple months, but uh, we need this. Because you know, we, we don't know how this. long the work takes yet. Yeah. We haven't done this. We haven't We've really been so done, selfless. Been so selfless. I mean, even the last time between season one and two, we were selflessly doing what the FBI said we had to do or else they would arrest us for our... <laughs> Multiple murders that we're complicit in. Which was so generous of us. It was us. so generous. We were so generous with our time to the FBI to help them catch uh, uh, fun-sized Tommy, the renegade orphan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, and we did this out of, out of the goodness of our yeah, own hearts. The goodness of our own hearts that just so happened to be in a position where we had no other choice but to do it. Oh, uh, But this time, we're going to be selfish. We're going to be selfish. Finally. Finally, we'll know what that's like. Yeah, for once. And um, Yeah, as former emergency room doctor, emergency room nurse, who no-called, no-showed on the day of the big four-way school bus crash in town to start jumpstart our careers as travel agents, we're finally going to know what it's like to be selfish. That's right. And so we appreciate you for understanding that we need to do this work. So we're going to take a short break. Um, but we'll be uh, back. We'll be back. And uh, we're furloughing all of our employees here. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. They are being furloughed. They, are being they will furloughed. not be paid. Yeah. But but the good news there mm-hmm. is that by the time we come back, we'll consider bringing them back. Yeah, we will give some very strong consideration to rehiring. <laughs> we will we will set an intention to discuss it. Yes, we will set, obviously we will intend <laughs> to do that. <laughs> so don't worry about them. They're going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to be mm-hmm. technically employed. Right? They're technically employed if you're furloughed. Yeah, I mean... You're just not getting paid. Yeah, you're just not getting paid, and you're not working, and you're not um, having a job. But you are sort of employed in the sense that if we decide to have you back, you have to come back. Exactly. So yeah. we still have power over you yes. with even <laughs> less of the requirements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, that, that is fantastic. I already feel better. I already Me feel too. a little bit better. Now, <laughs> that I, now that I reminded myself what furloughing <laughs> our employees is going to be like, oh... <sighs> Feels so oh like a weight off my shoulders. Wow. This is already starting the self care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just shifting that weight onto others uh, feels yeah. nice. Mm. Okay. Is this what self care is? Just like yeah. putting your burdens onto other people? Oh, I, if it is, I love it, baby. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Well, for all of us here, which is officially starting right now, is just us, and then very momentarily we'll be nobody. For all of us here at Bird Product Travel Agency, I'm Keith Bird. I'm Damon Product. And remember, the best time to travel is, is every time. time. Bon voyage. Arrivederci. Au revoir.